Jack, we're good? We got that audio issue taken care of? No problem this week, right? All right, excellent. What? Started recording. Well, hello and welcome back. All right, so what do you think snow, my wife, and the current climate here in the Toronto area have to do with your B2B sales? Let's get to it. Do you desire a competitive advantage delivered weekly that will help propel you into the next level of your sales career? Then you have found the right place. Welcome to the Win the Deal Show, a B2B sales podcast for sales professionals like you that want to discover ways to improve your strategy, communication and negotiation techniques, and ultimately win more deals. Get ready to accelerate your sales growth. Now, here's your host, Tim Barnaby. Welcome back to the Win the Deal Show podcast, and I am your host, Tim Barnaby. Today, I don't have any slides to share, so even though I am recording this for upload into the YouTube channel, I'm really just talking directly to you. And so listening in uh, on your podcast player of choice, I have a story to share, and it actually happened to me today. So today I'm recording on Friday, January the 13th, even though this gets uploaded on Mondays, and it involves the snow and my wife. Before we get started, make sure you take the opportunity to grab my free guide to telling better sales stories, the five must-haves to turn your sales story into a success. It's specifically for B2B sales professionals, and it outlines the easy, straightforward story selling strategies that I and my clients use to hone their most important asset. When used effectively, this will make you one step ahead to winning more deals. If you wanna make an impact on your sales, go to timbarnaby.com story and grab a copy of the five must haves. So here we are living in the greater Toronto area up in Canada, and it typically snows here in the winter but it's hit and miss. What I mean by that is that there are days that, and times of the year that uh, we can get a lot of snow. It happens usually pretty early, sometimes in around November timeframe, and sometimes it can happen a little bit later. I distinctly remember it was this time last year that we had a major, major snowstorm. And it basically came in, it was January the 14th, it dumped a whole bunch of snow on the ground, and then it stuck around until about the end of March. <laughs> it never went away. This year, a little bit different. We've had some snow in early November, and then and, uh, it was cold. It stuck around, at least where I live, where other families live. They didn't get as much as we did, and it melted right away. But the snow lasted right through Christmas. Then we had rain, and we had rain all until last night. And you're probably wondering at this point, well, why is he talking about the weather so much? Well, here's what happened. My wife is a fitness instructor and last night she had to go out and teach a class. So when she left, roads were clear. It was a chilly night, but she went out, she did her, her class and it had started snowing on the drive home or probably before the drive home, but it was definitely snowing by the time she was making her way home. And I had seen that the snow was quite large we had large snowflakes and they were you could tell that they were quite uh, wet uh, the they were landing and then sticking to the ground but before they landed you could see the roads were were uh, wet glistening uh, from the window and so 
uh, I thought, well, you know, got to let it snow. So you know, no sense in shoveling anything just yet. It's it's snowing quite a bit, but we'll wait for it to settle down and then we will finish. And so my wife gets home in the evening and she decides she's going to shovel the snow. Totally fine. I mean, I appreciate her helping out and doing that. Uh, there wasn't very much there, so she shoveled a little bit and came inside, finished out the evening, went to bed, got up. First thing this morning, she was going to go work out with her personal trainer. And uh, I knew that it was snowing overnight, so I was probably gonna have to get up and shovel some of the snow for her. And sure enough, it had snowed quite a bit overnight, so now it was time for me to go do the shoveling. When I went outside, I mean, there was definitely snow on the ground. It wasn't an exorbitant amount of snow, but there was enough that you definitely would want to shovel. And even though I more than likely could have done it all with a single shovel, I decided to pull out the snowblower because I'm also trying to be a good neighbor. And I have one neighbor on one side of my house. He works as a HVAC repair person. And I thought, well, you know what? He gets up early. I'm gonna help him out a little bit. I'm gonna shovel, like blow, uh, snow blow out his bottom driveway and the sidewalk that we share. And that way he can get to work on time. And my other neighbor, who's a single lady who lives by herself, I thought, well, I'll help her out and I'll, I'll shovel her out as well. That would be a lot of shoveling, hence I decided to use the snowblower. And here's where the story comes into context, if you will. When I shoveled my driveway, which my wife had done the night before, there was snow that was being blown off of the driveway, but there was a lot of snow that was still sticking to the driveway. And when I went and shoveled my two neighbors' driveways, all the snow disappeared. And if you don't live in Canada or if you don't live in an area where you get a lot of snow, what happened was that the wet snow that started to fall on the ground landed there and created a little bit of insulation, if you will, for when the colder, denser snow, I guess, if you could put it that way, uh, landed on top of it. And so there was this nice fluffy layer of snow that was then built on top of other snow that came along that was colder and didn't have that wetness to it. So when the snowblower blew the snow from my neighbor's two driveways, it made a clean escape. Like it went out of the snowblower, no problem, because there was that nice insulation underneath that all of a sudden it all blew away. But on my driveway, because my wife decided that she was going to clear the snow early at night, which made sense, you thought this made sense for her to do it, that all of a sudden the snow didn't have that insulation. So now you just had the really wet snow that came down on shoveled snow that was wet before, now it's not wet. Now it starts to freeze without that insulation, it starts to stick and all of a sudden, even though the driveway looks like it was cleared, it doesn't look like it was cleared very well compared to my neighbors who were very appreciative of having a driveway cleared very nicely for them, but they were certainly looking at me wondering why didn't he shovel his own driveway as well. So here's where it comes into effect for your B2B sales. Sometimes the solution that we are suggesting or that we are selling to our customers is not the right solution for them. In the case of the snow, the right solution was not to necessarily shovel the night before when there wasn't very much on the ground. Even though the intent of shoveling and getting it out of the way because it would only, if there was gonna be a lot of snow that was coming down, 
it made sense to get a head start, if you will, and get some of it out of the way. The, the challenge was that the underlying issue that my wife likely didn't know about was that it was creating that insulative blanket underneath, right on the surface, so that when the snowblower went out and blew it, it would have all left and you would have had this beautiful, clean driveway. Instead, we ended up with a driveway that, yes, snow was blown off of it, but there's icy patches and we're going to have cold weather for the rest of the weekend. So now there's that potential of ice buildup versus my neighbors who have this nice, clean pathway for them to walk on. No, I'm not really upset about this at all. The point being, you have to consider what it is that we're suggesting as our solution of choice. We have to do the work ahead of time to make sure that we're making suggestions that make sense just because we sell a piece of software, just because we provide a certain type of marketing service, creative agency services, media buying services, direct marketing services. Is it aligned with the business problem that our potential customer is facing and is it going to help them overcome that problem in the same manner with the same effectiveness as what they are currently doing today? So in my case, the solution was to do nothing in the beginning because it would have been better that way to then get the solution afterwards because it would have made it for a cleaner shovel compared to doing something and then not having it as clean at that point. So we want to make sure that we're making the suggestions and recommendations in a manner that it makes sense. We have to do the work, of course, up front to make sure we fully understand the business problem, fully understand the business environment, fully understand their intent. Are they making future changes? Are there future upgrades? Are there um, future business challenges that are going to be happening that we need to be aware of? that could potentially derail a good switch over from current supplier or current solution provider or whatever is happening in their world today compared to when they potentially would use our service going forward. We need to make sure that all of it is aligned and understood so that we can then implement it properly and make it as effective as possible. We don't want to try to push our solution in a manner that it wouldn't align or that it wouldn't be put in place that would deteriorate the way in which they are currently doing business today or currently operating today. And in essence, dilute down the effectiveness of the solution. We want the experience to be positive and we want it to be effective. And we want it to obviously return the investment dollars that that customer has invested in us and they see it in a positive light, not in a light that it solved the problem, but just not as effectively as we thought it would. And maybe it's because we weren't aware of underlying issues that were going on in the backend system or underlying issues and changes in their direction of what they are doing with their business. That had we been aware of those other issues, we may have made a different recommendation. We may have asked to hold back. Uh, of doing anything until it made sense to move forward. We may even consider whether our solution is the right fit for them. It might not be based on the circumstances being provided, and in which case, making a recommendation not to use our service, but to use someone else's services, 
that is more aligned to what they're trying to accomplish might be the better route because it's the it's what's best for the customer, even though it might not be best for us. What I want you to consider is that when you're looking at your deals going, take all of that into consideration and think about the wet blanket <laughs> snow underneath with the insulation. Think about, is there that underlying issue? Is there, the, is there that underlying piece of information that perhaps we are not aware of, and yet we should be, and if we are, if we became aware of it, how would that alter the recommendation we make? Whether it's a timing issue, whether it's the spec related to the issue of what we're recommending, whether it's our fit as a product or service to help the support that business or not, being the final decision that we put forward as the recommendation that they consider taking to their next level and whether or not the deal makes sense for them. Consider all the facts, take all the details into consideration and make sure that you address any of those underlying issues that you may not think about, but you would be aware of and have it come out before you make that recommendation, not afterwards, so that you don't end up with a bad looking driveway or in your case, a bad day sales deal on your record. Well, Jack said I had to get that book read and he's been pushing me all week. And so sure enough, I finished the book. And so this week's book recommendation that I am making is The Challenger Customer by Brent Adamson and Matthew Dixon. Now, this is the, the second book actually of their series. Uh, I don't know if it really is a series per se, but it was uh, the second book that came out after Challenger Sale. And Challenger Sale being a, a methodology of how we go forward with making recommendations uh, on, on our sales process. But Challenger Customer really speaks to the people. And that's what I really enjoyed about the book is that it is that next step, if you will, uh, of them talking about the sales process and their learnings and, and key findings and where we take it from there. And it really gets into some interesting stats and, and, and figures around what it means to be in that B2B sales world and where we take process of moving through the sales cycle and how it would be applied to the different people that are involved in the decision-making process. A lot of the stats that are quite commonplace around being 57% through the buying process and having 5.4 decision makers uh, being involved in any deal. A lot of the stats came from this book. And it's quite interesting because when you hear them repeated time and time again, sometimes it's referenced as a source as being Brent uh, or Matthew, but not always the book itself. And then when I was reading the book, I was like, oh, I hear this all the time. People talk about this is, this is where they're getting it from. This is the, this, the, the analysis. This is the, the data, if you will, that is backing up those claims of what they're doing. So it was really an interesting read from that perspective. And I really enjoyed chapter seven that talked about the different people that you can encounter and how you would work with them and engage with them in the conversation as you're working your way through the buying process. So I would highly recommend it. It is definitely a good read. If you've read Challenger Sale, if that's something that it, you follow and that you believe um, is the right approach for your sales process, Challenger Sale will be the next book that you will want to read through and get a sense of now that you understand the process and the methodology 
of how a challenger sale is meant to work. Dive in and learn about the personas of the different people involved in that sales process and how you can interact with them better. Highly recommend it. Go out and get it. Challenger customer is your next read. That wraps up another episode of the Win the Deal show. I really do appreciate you taking the time and listening uh, every week, and I hope you're getting tons of value from it. If you have, share this episode with your friends. Let them know about the show. It would really be helpful for me. Um, also, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you are looking for more B2B sales content and you want to hear it in a different manner. If you want, if you're visual and wanted to see me and some of the things I share when I'm drawing on the iPad, you can check out my YouTube channels. I would also be found on Instagram and LinkedIn, LinkedIn being the most preferred place that you can connect with me. So go ahead and connect with me there. And otherwise, I really do appreciate that you take the time to listen and I'd love it, any feedback that you have about the show and topics that are of interest to you. I definitely have some ideas that I wanna share, but if there's something specific that you are looking for, that you're challenged with, especially when you're trying to break through those procurement individuals in your sales deal, I'd love to hear about it. So send me an email, tim at timbarnaby.com and look forward to hearing from you about the show and your thoughts on this topic. Until next time, I hope you go out and continue taking these tips and thoughts and applying them to your deals so that you can have a fantastic 23 and win more deals. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Win the Deal Show. What action will you take away and implement? We would love it if you would leave a rating and review in order to help others like you find this show. And remember to subscribe so that you will be the first to hear the latest episode. Check out all our episodes at winthedealshow.com. Thank you for listening. Now, go out, take massive action, and win the deal.